the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. As you can tell by the music, it's time for the Gypsy Christian Hour, and I'm your host, Sam Nicholas, and I just want to thank you for uh, for joining us tonight, whether, whether you're ending your Saturday night or just starting your Sunday morning. Welcome. Welcome into this time, this time that we have together to pray and to seek the Lord, to seek the Lord for all of your needs, all of your desires, and to seek the Lord for his word, for his blessing. So would you join me right now as we open the program in prayer? Just take the time. Right now, wherever you're at, take a minute and just pray with us. Pray for us. Pray for this time. So, Father, I just thank you, Lord. I thank you for this time. I thank you for this hour that you give us, Father, to come before you, to seek you in prayer, to seek you for your blessing, to seek you for who you are. Lord, I just pray, Lord, that you would open the windows of heaven and just pour out a blessing upon all the listeners tonight. Lord, you know every need. You know every situation, you know every circumstance, and you know your plans that you have for your children, Lord. And I pray that we would be a part of those plans tonight, Lord. Plans, Lord, for doing good, plans for blessings, plans for healings, miracles, Father, and just signs and wonders. Lord, I just pray for a mighty outpouring of your Spirit tonight, Lord, that you would bring forth your Word. Lord, bring forth all that you desire to do, Lord. Holy Spirit, take over. We can't do this without you, Lord. We can't, we can't be here without you. So, Father, I just pray, Holy Spirit, take over in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Again, uh, welcome to the program. You are listening to the Gypsy Christian Hour. I'm your host, Sam Nicholas, and I'll be with you for the next hour taking your calls and talking about the Bible, talking about God's Word. And uh, it's really, really important that uh, that you be a part of the program tonight. You know, we're here to answer the, the calls and pray for your prayer requests and look into the Word of God to, to just seek the, 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 the answer to your question. So, again, we are a live program. We're here in studio in, in Glendale, California. We're here in studio, ready to take your call. So if you have a prayer request, if you have a need, if you know somebody who has a need, you know, we want to pray for some people uh, just in a, in a minute or two that uh, are, are requests that we know that are out there. But if you have a request, if you have something you want to bring before the Lord for yourself, for your family, for a loved one, friends, whatever. If you know of a need, let's bring it before the Lord. The number is one 995 That's 1-888-995-5552 for the live on your calls. If you have a prayer request, if you have a need you want to bring before the Lord, I encourage you, bring it before the Lord tonight. Don't wait. Get your calls in early. You know, if you have a Bible question, something you want to ask about Scripture, about uh, religion, about Christianity, about world religions, you know, Buddhism or Islam, whatever, whatever is your question tonight, whatever's on your mind tonight, we want to seek God's Word for the answer to your questions. You know, even if it's uh, about the, the cults, the occult, whatever's going on in your mind tonight, whatever question is on your heart, we want to tackle that question with the Word of God. So call in tonight. The number is one 995 
888-528-5552. You can also call with your prayer request, with your uh, testimonies and praise reports, and let us know, encourage the listeners uh, that God is still alive and God is still at work. And, you know, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he, as he healed in the days that he was here on this earth, physically here on this earth, he heals even today. He hears your prayers. He knows your needs. And he's willing and he desires to, to answer your prayers. So call in tonight with your prayer requests. Call in tonight with your Bible questions. Call in tonight with your testimonies and your praise reports. Again, the number is one eight 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 nine nine five 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 two. That's one eight 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 nine nine five 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 two. As I was driving in tonight, I was remembering the scripture in James that tells us, "Is anyone among you sick? Then he must call for the elders of the church." And they are to pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will restore the one who is sick, and the Lord will raise him up. That prayer offered in faith. It takes faith. You know, sometimes that phone is 50 pounds heavy. You know, it's hard to pick up that phone and ask and reach out and say, you know, here's my circumstance. Here's my predicament. This is what we're going through. This is what we're struggling in. It's tough. I know it's tough to pick up that phone and call, but I want you to be encouraged. God hears your prayers. God is waiting for you to offer up that prayer in faith. It says that the prayer offered in faith, well, faith, the first step of faith is picking up that phone and calling in saying, Sammy, we need prayer. Would you pray for us? I hope you'll give us that honor, that privilege to pray with you, to pray for you tonight. The number to call is 1-888-995-5552. That's 1-888-995-5552 for the live on-the-air calls. If you need prayer, if you know somebody who needs prayer, uh, if you want to bring something before the Lord tonight, call in. If you want to ask a question about uh, Christianity, about the Bible, about doctrine, theology, whatever is on your mind tonight, call in. Again, the number is one eight 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 nine nine five 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 two. We want to offer up a prayer tonight for some people uh, that we know are in circumstances. Uh, you know, um, uh, my nephew Minnie, uh is going to be starting chemotherapy uh, within the next couple of weeks, so we want to pray for him uh, that the Lord would just heal him from cancer. We also want to pray for a young man in Houston named Eric, and uh, uh, he's going to be getting some test results. Doctors are trying to find out uh, uh, what's bothering him, what's, what's ailing him. Thank God they ruled out cancer. There's no cancer in his body, but there is a problem that's causing him pain, and we want the Lord to heal him. We're asking the Lord to heal him. Uh, another young woman in Houston, her name is Celia, and she's going for a biopsy on Monday. And then there's a brother here in town named Walter who's going who's undergoing chemotherapy for cancer. So, Father, we just come before you, Mugodad. We hear the word cancer. We hear the word biopsy. We hear the word tests. And, Lord, it's fearful. The enemy, the world wants to fill us with fear. But instead of being filled with fear, Lord, we are filled with faith. And we come before you in faith, Lord, knowing that you know many, that you know Eric and Celia and Walter, and we just ask your blessing upon them. We ask your healing upon them, Lord, that no matter what they're going through, no matter what circumstance they're in, Lord, you're the God that heals. You're the God who hears our prayers. You're the God who restores the, 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 the sick to wellness, Lord. So we pray, Lord, that you would heal the sick, heal these, Lord, who are in pain or suffering or in fear of tests and chemotherapy. Lord, I just pray, Father, that you would put peace upon their hearts, peace upon their life, Lord, that you would bring healing into their bodies. In Jesus' name, amen. And if you have a prayer request, if you need prayer, please take the time. Take the step of faith and call in tonight with your prayer request, with your desire. What would you have the Lord? What, would, what do you need from the Lord? What is, what, what's on your heart tonight that you want to put before the Lord? Your needs. Call in tonight. The number is one eight eight eight. Nine nine five, five 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 two, and as the board lights up with calls, I just want to uh, make you aware that uh, we have a prayer meeting 
every Friday night. Uh, we got together last night. We had a great time in the Lord. So we get together for prayer and worship. And if you have a desire to be in the Lord's presence, if you have a yearning to, to, to worship, to just glorify God with, with song and with prayer, I invite you, I encourage you, come out and worship with us. Come out to Arcadia. The address is 805 North 1st Avenue in the city of Arcadia. It's very easy to get to. It's right off the 210 freeway. You just take the 210 freeway into the Arcadia area, and you exit on Santa Anita Avenue. Go north one block to Foothill Boulevard. Make a right turn. Go one more block to First Avenue. Make another right turn, and you'll see us on the corner of Forest and First Avenue, 805 North 1st Avenue in the city of Arcadia. Every Friday night at 8 p.m., we're meeting in the Fellowship Hall. Uh, so come out and join us for worship. Join us for prayer. We're also doing uh, a 16-week study in the Gospel of Mark, and I'll be sharing some of that with you tonight. So come out and worship, pray, and get into God's Word. Let's study the Gospel. Let's get acquainted. Let's know the Gospel so that we'll be able to share the Gospel. Jesus said, go out and make disciples. How do you go out and make disciples? You share Jesus. You share the Gospel. You share the good news. So I encourage you, come out and, and, and worship with us and study with us, and let's just grow in the Lord together. Amen. So again, it's 805 North 1st Avenue in the city of Arcadia, uh, 8 o'clock, Friday nights, every Friday night. Also, there's church service at 10 a.m. at the Hills Church right there in Arcadia, 805 North 1st Avenue. So if you're looking for a church to, to visit, if you're ch looking for a church to make your home, we invite you to come out to the Hills Church. Pastor Walter Hofflin is the pastor there, and uh, uh, we invite you to come out uh, Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. for church service. So with that, let's go to our phones. Our, our, our board is lighting up. Praise the Lord with your prayer requests and with your questions. First, we're going to talk to Alex. Hi, Alex. You're on the air. How can we help you tonight? Hey, how are you, Sam? Doing okay, Alex. How you doing? I'm doing okay. Um, I was just calling with a prayer request, and then I had a question. Okay. Um, so my prayer request was just for my spiritual life. Uh, yeah, I guess that's just how I can summarize it, just for my spiritual life mm -hmm. and my relationship with, with the Yeshua mm -hmm. um, and my question was... Well, let's, let's deal with your prayer request first. Let's pray. Let's pray. We okay. want to put prayer first. So, Father, I thank you for Alex's heart. I thank you for his desire to grow in you, Lord. You said in your word that we, would, that we should grow in the grace and the knowledge of Jesus Christ. In John 17, Lord, you said this is eternal life, to know the one true God. So I pray, Lord, that Alex would grow in the grace and the knowledge of who you are, in the grace and the knowledge of experiencing your presence in his life. Father, I just pray, Lord, that you would pour out your Holy Spirit into his life. Lord, that your thoughts would be in his mind, and Lord, that your will would be in his life, Lord, that you, he would see the grace, that he would see mercy, that he would see your favor, and that he would prosper in his soul, Lord. Lord, that he would grow in grace and knowledge and that he would be prosperous in, in his spiritual walk with you, Father. I just pray, Lord, that you would empower him. Holy Spirit, fill him, that he would walk in newness of life every morning as he wakes up, Lord, that he would know that he is a new creation. Lord, and that you would fill his heart, fill his mind, fill his thoughts, Lord, with all that you desire to do in his life. Lord, that he would know you in an in a, in a, in a, in a intimate way, Lord, that there would be intimacy between you and him, and that he would surrender to you his life totally and completely, Lord, every, on a daily basis, Lord. We all need to be surrendering to you on a daily basis. So I just pray, Father, that he would grow, that he would mature, and that he would be useful to you, Lord, for your kingdom. We pray all of this, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 God bless you, Alex. What's your question? Um... So you know how somewhere I think it's somewhere in John where it talks about Jesus being the Word. Mm -hmm. um, so why is it that like instead of referring to like the Bible as Scripture, like we're always referring it most of the time as the Word of God? Because I, I was reading some stuff and I've heard many people say that you know I, 
I, I prayed to God and I was seeking Him about an answer, and, mm-hmm. and He said that, said that we shouldn't be referring to the Bible as the Word of God; that we should be calling it Scripture. Do you have or have you ever heard anything about that before? Well, you know, in 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 the Gospel of John, John opens his Gospel with by saying this: "In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God." And he was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him. So he's 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 giving he, he's referencing this to Jesus Christ, because right. it, uh, it says in the beginning was the Word, and the Word in the Greek here is trans is translated. Well, when you look in the Greek, it's the word logos, and logos is the very uh, presence of God's Word. God's uh, Jesus came in the flesh as the Word of God because what was he doing? He was he was explaining and he was teaching who he is, that he is the Word. You know, Jesus says, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So in the beginning was Jesus Christ. He was there at the beginning. He was the spoken Word. You know, all things were created by him. What does it say in Genesis? That God spoke and the universe left into existence. God said, let there be light. God said, let the waters uh, uh, separate and let there be a firmament. You know, all of this was done through the Logos, through Jesus Christ. It says he was there at the beginning and all things came into being through him. And apart from him, nothing came into being that has come into being. So it's equating Jesus with God. He is God, and he is the very person who brought this universe into existence, who brought all things into existence that exists. So there he is, God speaking the word, the Logos, and Jesus is the Logos. He is the word of God. Now, we can refer to the Bible as Scripture. We can refer to the Bible as, as the word. You know, We could do, do, refer to the Bible as the truth, but it is always referring to you know, we're always going back to Jesus. Amen? Yeah, amen. No, I, I, I mean... I hope that I helps. Like, no, no, yeah, it, it does. I, I, I guess it can... I guess it can be... Or I don't know if it can, but do you think that... that there could be any way that someone without knowing to... where they could be having the Bible as their God instead of Jesus? Like, kind of like idolatry in some mm. type of way? Well, you know, you can make you can you can make just about anything into an idol, because yeah. you know when it takes your when you're worshiping the Bible instead of God, the the author of the Bible, then the Bible then that can become an idol to you. You know, I, I know that the Pharisees did that when they they forgot about God and they just they just their mind was on the law, keeping the law, but they was yeah. they were worshiping the law. And, and obeying the law, but they weren't obeying the lawgiver. They weren't honoring God. You know, uh, I forget which prophet says, these people honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. You know, we, 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 we read the word and we obey the word, but why do we read the word? Why do we obey the word? You just, you, you called in with that prayer tonight that you wanted to grow in Christ, that you wanted to have a deeper relationship with Jesus, that you wanted to, to, to become more spiritually in tune with God's will. You know? And that's why we read. That's why we pray. That's why we seek. Because we want to know God. We want to know the Father. We want to know the Son. We want to experience the Holy Spirit in our lives, the power of God in our life. You know, the Holy Spirit, uh, Jesus, the Father, they are all one God revealed in three persons. And these three persons are eternally distinct, but we want to know them. We want to know God. We want to grow in his grace and in his mercy. We want to grow in the knowledge of who he is. And this is something we'll be doing for all eternity because no one can ever truly comprehend and know this awesome and mighty God who we worship. But we want to. Our desire is to know him. Jesus said, this is eternal life, to know the one true God and Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent. Amen? Amen. Well, I hope that helped you, Alex. Yeah, it did. I appreciate it. You make sure you have a good night, all right? You too. God bless. Thank you. Thanks Bye-bye. for the call. Okay, we're going to go back to our calls. But I just wanted to mention, um, you know, this week I uh, I received a letter, and it was so encouraging. Uh, I just want to give a shout-out to, to Richie. Uh, Richie wrote us a letter, 
And uh, he said that uh, he's been listening to the to the program, and it was an amazing, encouraging letter on how much he's been blessed through this program. And I just want to give a shout out to Richie. You know, and Richie uh, uh, is is incarcerated; he's in jail, and uh, he's uh, been listening to the program and he's enjoying the program. Some of you know, he they gave him uh, uh, a, a radio with earphones, and some of his friends have a radio. And they listen to this program. So I just wanted to encourage you guys, if you're listening right now, God bless you. Keep listening to the radio and just keep growing in the Lord and just praying that the Lord's uh, will is done in your life and that uh, you'll experience the fullness of who he is and that this program might help you uh, in that in that area. So God bless you guys. And uh, God bless you, Richie, for your, for your letter. It was received, and it was very encouraging. Let's go back to our phone lines, and let's talk to Jeremiah. Hi, Jeremiah. You're on the air. Oh, yeah. Hi, Sammy. How you doing? Doing okay. How can we pray for you tonight? Yes. If you could pray for me, because uh, when I was walking down in Hollywood, I saw one single apartment, but they're remodeling it. Mm-hmm. And I talked to the guy Joe at the company, and the guy Joe said if I could show him the pay stubs and show him how much I make, he might uh-huh. be able to rent to me uh, with my income. Uh-huh. Well, let's pray. He might have favoritism and says I don't have to do the credit checks. Okay, well, let's pray. Father, we just pray for Jeremiah. You know his search for an apartment. You know his search for a place to live. And I just pray. This is the place. This is the place that God has given me. This is the place that God has ordained for me that this is a, a home that's anointed and filled with the Holy Spirit. And Lord, that you would do a miraculous work, Mugodel, that he would be able to receive this, Lord, through your grace, through your through your blessing, Lord. Lord, that he would give that you would give him favor like and that he would be able to to qualify, to apply, and to do everything that needs to be done, Lord, to, to receive this blessing. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Sammy. How are you guys doing? Doing okay. Doing okay. okay. Getting How through. How is Wally's son doing? Because he had cancer. He, yeah, he's going. He's in. We prayed for him earlier. He's going to start uh, chemotherapy within the next couple of weeks. So we're going to keep that in prayer. Okay. Whatever happened to Richie, who used to run the radio station? Is that the one who's in jail? No, no. This is a guy Joe who sent us a letter and just was encouraging oh, us to keep. Gaijou. Whatever happened to Richie anyway? Uh, Richie's around. He's 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 still in church and uh, he's 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 doing okay as far as I know. What church is he in? At? Do you guys his church? Uh, no, I'm think he's I think he's going to the Hollywood Church. All right. Who, 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 the Hollywood Church? Yeah, there's a there's a church in Hollywood. Uh, Pastor uh, John. Uh, from San Diego is, is doing it in, uh, in Blazo. Oh, Blazo. Yeah. Is that the church they have only for, like, meetings every month? I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not that well-informed about it. That's just what okay, I hear. Okay, Sammy. How's Safka doing? He's doing good. Okay. Well, okay, God Jeremiah. Bless God bless. Let's go back to the phone lines, and we'll talk to Helen. Hi, Helen. How can we help you tonight? Uh, yes. Uh, I would like to say that <clears throat> I have one child... Uh, and she'll be 57 years old in September. Mm-hmm. She was 12 years old without even asking. She was baptized in the Holy Spirit with the gift of tongues and the gift of prophecy. Now that she's grown, she's very highly intelligent. She has a Ph.D., and she has given up uh, the Christian faith, especially she doesn't believe that uh, Jesus should be a middleman to God. That's mm-hmm. the way she explains it. And she's with the Dalai Lama and very heavy in the yoga. And uh, she's extremely physically sick. She came back to live with me because she's trying to get a, a disability check from the government. Right. So her life, unfortunately, is in the pits. And, uh, and mostly, basically, I feel, you know, our Lord says that he begins a work in us and he finishes it. Yes. And a lot of negative things have happened to her because I believe that he's after her and wants her to break and be his again. So I'm praying that my daughter will come back and, and for her physical being. Could you pray for that? Sure. What's her name? What's her name? Her name is Christine. Christine, let's pray for Christine right now. Father, Lord, I just pray for Christine right now, Lord. Helen and I and the rest of the listeners tonight, Lord, we stand in the gap for Christine, Lord. We pray, Lord, for her 
First of all, we pray for her spiritual wellness, Lord. Lord, that she would come back to you, Lord. Father, that you would just touch her with the power of your Holy Spirit. Lord, that you would reveal yourself to her in a special way, Lord, that she would know that your love has never changed. Lord, though she had strayed from you, Lord, you'd never strayed from her, Lord. She was never far from your eyes or out of your thoughts, Lord. You've watched her grow, and you've watched her uh, uh, just, 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 just fall further and further away from you, Lord. And I know, Lord, that your heart was grieved. But I pray, Lord, that you would allow these things, Lord, this brokenness, this illness, or whatever it is, Lord, that you would use this in her life, Lord, to heal her soul, to heal her understanding of who you are. Lord, that you would reveal yourself to, to her in a way, Lord, that she would respond to you and respond to your love and your grace and your mercy. And Father, we just pray for her physical wellness also, Lord, that you would use this, Lord, in this, this healing, Lord, to show her, to reveal to her, Lord, your grace, your mercy, your love. And Lord, that you are the only one, Lord, who is able to heal us. You heal our souls, you forgive our sins, and you heal our bodies, Lord, and you give us eternal life. Yes. Father, I pray, Lord, that she would realize this, that there would be an understanding, a revelation, Lord, uh, an experience that she would have with you, Lord, in such a, a way, Lord, that she would respond. Lord, I pray for her response. I pray that she would receive again your love, your grace, and your mercy, that she would re receive the revelation of who you are and how much you love her. I pray, Lord, for Christine, that she would return to you, Lord, spiritually and physically, Lord, to be healed in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much. God bless you, Helen. Good night. Good night. And again, if you need prayer, if you know somebody who needs prayer, if you have a desire to stand in that gap and just pray and seek the Lord for, for whatever your need is, please call in. The number is 1-888-995-5552. That's 1-888-995-5552. Let's go back to the phone lines. We're going to talk to Eric. Hi, Eric. You're on the air. How can we help you tonight? Hi, Sam. Hi. Well, I have a question. If person is born of the water and the spirit are they born again well you know jesus said you know in order to to enter into the kingdom of god when he was speaking to nicodemus he said a man must be born again uh and he said that which is born of flesh is flesh but that was that which is born of the spirit is of the spirit so he said you must be born of water he says, truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot yeah. enter the kingdom of God. You know, but, okay. but before that, he said, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again. So being born again and being born of the water and the Spirit, he's equating them as equal. This is the same thing. Being born again and being born of the water and being born of the Spirit is the same thing. And what it means to be born of Spirit is when the Holy Spirit prompts you when he reveals to you that jesus is the way jesus is the truth jesus is the way to eternal life the yeah. holy spirit convicts you of your sin and then what's being born of water is the word the word of so god when you're when you are baptized in the church the holy spirit comes inside of you when you are born again the holy spirit comes inside of you when you receive christ he says that he will come and make his home in your heart so we receive Christ as our Lord and Savior. We, re we receive the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit comes and fills us. We are, you know, we, we are born again when the Holy Spirit so comes and lives in us, when we receive Christ as our Lord and Roman? Savior. It's not when you're baptized. Yeah. Baptism not has funny. nothing to do with your salvation. You're, you're saved, you're saved, and then the, 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 first day, uh, the first evidence that you're saved is when you get baptized. Mm -hmm. So you don't get baptized to be saved. You get baptized because you're already saved. You're saved when you're born again. And you're born again when you receive Christ. Romans 10, 9 says, If you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead right. and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you, you are will, saved. That's that right. Born again, that's being, when you say that you are born again? That's, that's being born again. When you believe in your heart that yeah. Jesus is the way of salvation, and that he died for you, and that, that, that he gave himself as a sacrifice for your sins, that he uh -huh. paid for your sins, and you ask him to forgive you, that's uh -huh. believing in Jesus Christ. 
And with your mouth, you confess him as your Lord and Savior. And you say, Jesus, come and live in my heart. Be my Lord and Savior. Forgive me of my sins. That's when you're born again, when you really receive Christ as your Lord and Savior. That's when your your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. That's when your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life, when you're born again. Okay. Thank you, Nicholas. God bless you. you. God bless you. Thank you, Eric. Good night. Good night. And again, if you want to, if you have a question, if you have a praise report, if you have a testimony, a prayer request, I I, I encourage you to call in. The number is one eight 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 nine nine five 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 two. Let's go to our next caller and talk to Peter. Hi, Peter. You're on the air. How can we help you tonight? Yeah. Um, before I get to my um, my prayer request, my question, I just want to mention I heard you all mentioning a lot of people with cancer. Um, they should really look. God has given us a cure for cancer. It's called vitamin B17, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of literature about it. Um, books have been written about it. Um, there's. I would encourage people to just look at a short video on the on YouTube. It's it's written by a lady mm-hmm. who it, it says I was cured of cancer with vitamin B17. She tells how she did it. She tells exactly how it works, and it's the truth. It's not a hoax or anything like that. Okay. It's, God had created a, a vitamin that kills cancer that should be part of our normal diet, but Americans have gotten away from the foods that have that in it, so mm-hmm. we are getting cancer. Well, thank you Why for that information. Get cancer because they eat the food. They know the foods to eat to not get it. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I want to mention that because people should know that God has given us a cure for cancer, and it's already available. Well, thanks now, for that information. Was, um, I'm 47 years old. I was born in South Africa. My parents were missionaries. Mm-hmm. Um, I was raised in the church. I've been saved for my whole life. I love the Lord. I go to church every Sunday, and I study my Bible every day. But ever since, I maybe, I guess since seven years old, I didn't tell anybody, but I, I always was struggling with same-sex attraction. Mm-hmm. And I've prayed about it, and I've tried to change myself and it doesn't seem to be working and mm-hmm. I said Lord can you take this, this away from me and he just says my grace is sufficient for you Right. and um, I don't think it's going to change but um, I would just ask what, what do you suggest for people like me that are you know have um, a lifelong same sex, sex attraction I mean mm-hmm. I've never been attracted to, to women I don't like women but um, I've never been attracted to women. Never right. before I even knew anything about sex. Mm-hmm. I knew that uh, you know I had appreciation for men, and I don't know if that's the you know Satan planting that in me or mm-hmm. um, our culture saying, "Hey, you're you're okay." Well, it's the okay. it's it's you it's know, don't, it's don't the, worry about it. But, yeah, it's um, the it's the problem it's okay, of you know? it's the problem of sin, Peter. You know, yeah. uh, there are all types of sins in the world, and this is one of them. And, um, you know, Paul makes it very clear in Romans, the first chapter, that this is a, a, a sin, an abomination before God, and, and, and God disapproves of this. But my advice to you is what you're doing right now, you're reaching out. You know, you've reached, you're reaching out to God, and, and that's your relationship. That's your vertical relationship with God. That's between you and him. But there's also the horizontal relationship of the cross, which is reaching out to others. And that's what you're doing right now. And I would encourage you to reach out to a men's group, to a men's organization, uh, or an organization that help men with this problem. Uh, there are groups that, that meet and that talk and that there's therapists, there's Christian therapists, there's all kinds of help out there. Uh, I always refer to uh, New Life Ministries in this type of in this type of situation, one eight hundred New Life. Uh, I would I would encourage you to call that number one eight hundred New Life, and they'll be able to set you up with uh, a therapist. They'll be able to set you up with some people you can talk to, people who have an expertise in this in in this in this area where you can be ministered to. You know, you're reaching out to God. You're praying, and uh, I'll I'll uh, you know I'll give you the scripture that that uh, I would encourage you to meditate on. Philippians, the fourth chapter, says, Finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, 
whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute, if there is any excellence and if anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things and the things you have learned and received and heard from seen in me. Practice these things and the God of peace will be with you. You need to start practicing changing your mind. You know, Romans uh, uh, 12 tells us to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Your mind has been infiltrated. Your mind has been uh, corrupted uh, with these thoughts and with these desires. And God is desiring to transform you as he's desiring to transform all of us uh, from, from, from uh, uh, sinful desires, uh, from sinful inclinations. And it's going to take work. Peter, it's going to take a, a, a desire on your part and a, a, a work on your part to, 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 to do what's necessary to transform your mind, to change the way you think. So I would encourage you to reach out to these organizations, either uh, New Life Ministries or some other organization that deals in this area. Get, 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 get into a, a group where you can talk about these things or you can openly talk about these things in, a, in an area like that's... Oh, it sounds like we, we lost Peter, but I just want to, Peter, if you're still listening, you know, get involved with a group that can help you, you know, in your relationship with God and in your, your, your relationship with others. So again, uh, I would encourage you to call 1-800-NEW-LIFE. Reach out to your pastor. Reach out to people in the community that can help you, that can counsel you, because it's going to take work, but if you do the work, it works because God has given us that grace. He's given us that ability because the, the Bible tells us no temptation has overcome you but that which is common to man. And with every temptation, God has given the way of escape. So seek that way of escape. Seek and you'll find. And I hope you'll, I hope you'll, I hope you'll, you'll take that advice. Call 1-800-NEW-LIFE and get some help. Let's go to our next caller and talk to Liliana. Hi, Liliana. You're on the air. How can we help you tonight? Hi. Good. Um. Good night. Um. I was calling because I wanted to request a prayer for my marriage because um I've been having a lot of problems with my marriage. Um. I've been with my husband for eight years and we've been married for three years, but the kids that I have are not his. And ever since we've been together, his family has never liked me. And we've been kind of having a lot of problems because of the family. Cause Mm-hmm. Now they don't really like me at all, so I don't I don't go over no more. But now he's beginning to just go over there and drink a lot and drink a lot, and he spends the night over there mm-hmm. and he doesn't answer my calls. And I honestly cannot take this no more. And I just want to leave him, but I know that God doesn't like people to break up. But I'm tired of this life. I'm tired of somebody that drinks a lot and that he just gets violent. I just want to pray because I want to change my marriage. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, Liliana. Tell me, I know you're a Christian. You believe in the Lord. Is he a Christian, Liliana? Does he does he the, have the faith in Christ? That, um, when we first moved in, he left for three months, and I went back to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And I went back to the Lord, and I promised God I was going to take him in, and we both went back. But after, like, there was like, a misunderstanding with the pastor, so mm-hmm. I just stopped going to church, and that's where everything went, went bad, because I stopped looking for God, and that's when this, my husband just got worse and worse, because I stopped looking for God, so I'm looking for a church to go back to. Mm-hmm. But that's, I believe that's the reason that now our marriage is so horrible, because when we were with God, like at least he wouldn't drink as much, and he tried to stop, but it was my fault because I stopped going to church. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. You know, he's chosen to, to, to take the course that he's taken, but we have a God who is able to do abundantly and exceedingly beyond what we ask. So, Father, we come before you, and we ask, Lord, that you would save this marriage, Lord, but even more so that you would save this man, Lord, save him from drink, save him from the bottle, save him from alcohol, Lord. I just pray, Father that you would reveal yourself to him, that you would convict him, Lord, that your Holy Spirit would come upon him, Lord, and that you would save him, Lord, from, from, from the uh, uh, habitual act of drinking. Lord, I pray, Lord, that he would not find any, 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 any joy in drinking, Lord, that, but that he would find his joy in you, Lord, that he would be filled with your Spirit, Lord, and that you would convict him and that you would give him the strength, Lord, to stop drinking, and that you would give him, Lord, 
the desire to be with his wife and his family, Lord. I, f I pray that you would heal this marriage, Lord. I pray, Lord, for Liliana, that you would give her the strength, Lord, and the encouragement and the faith, Lord, to continue on in her walk with you, Lord, and that she would set the example for this family, that she would set the example for her husband, Lord, that you would sanctify this marriage and that you would heal this marriage and that you would heal this man, Lord, and that you would bring him, Lord, to a saving knowledge of who you are, of what you've done for him, Lord, and how you've sacrificed your life for him on the cross and how you forgave his sins. Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would convict him and that he would repent, that he would come back to you, Lord, and that this marriage would be saved, that this family would be together, Lord, and that they would live in your grace, that they would live in your mercy, that they would live, Father, filled with the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you, Liliana. Thank you very much for the prayer. God bless. Uh, we'll go. Um, you guys' churches in Arcadia? Yeah, the church is in Arcadia, and it's 10 a.m. every Sunday morning. And then uh, every Friday night we meet for prayer and worship uh, at 8 o'clock. Okay. Um, how can I get the address? Because I just heard Arcadia and I'm in Covina. Well, it's 805 North 1st Avenue. It's really easy to remember. It's 1st Avenue, okay, 805, 805 North. Avenue. Yep, 805. Okay. Or you can look it up on the Internet, the Hills Church. Okay, the Hill Spirit. Yes, in Arcadia. in Arcadia. Okay, thank you very much. God bless you guys. God bless you. Let's go back to the phone lines and talk to Philip. Hi, Philip. How can we pray for you tonight? Hi. Um, I just uh, would like to request prayer uh, for me. I'm, I'm a Christian for quite a long time. I'm going through uh, tremendous tribulation uh I have a job and I'm living out of my car uh, because my uh, owner forced me out of my residence, even though I pay him rent. Um, mm -hmm. Dealing with constant financial problems that come out of the blue. Um, everything from IRS out of nowhere to tickets that a, a ticket I just recently got a notice from 10 years ago for jaywalking. Um, just stuff comes out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, and I'm just physically, spiritually, and, and emotionally exhausted. Well, let's pray. And I just need God's help. Let's pray. <laughs> Lord Jesus, you said that in this world we will have tribulation, and we can expect it, Lord. And like Philip said, out of nowhere these things come out. Out of nowhere these things are, uh, attack us or come upon us, Lord. But, Lord, you said that you... You're telling us this, that we would have peace, because in the world we have tribulation, but in you, Lord, we have peace because you have overcome the world. You said you overcome the world, Lord. You've overcome this problem, Lord, uh, of homelessness. You overcome the problem, Lord, of job problems. You overcome the problem of IRS and, and tickets, Lord. You overcome each and every one of these problems, Father, and I just pray, Lord, that you would give Philip the victory, Lord, over each and every one of these circumstances, each and every one of these situations, Lord. You have the power and you have the grace and you have the mercy upon Philip, Lord, and I just pray, Lord, that you would do abundantly, exceedingly, Lord, beyond what we ask, Lord, that you would use all of these circumstances, all of these situations, Lord, to reveal your glory and your power, Lord, to take Philip out of these situations. Lord, you said that we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, that we should fear no evil. Lord, because you tell us to keep on walking. You didn't tell us to stay in the valley of the shadow of death. Lord, you told us to walk through it. And I pray, Lord, that you would give Philip the power to walk through all of these situations, Lord, to conquer all of these situations, not in his own strength, not in his own power, but through the miraculous workings of the Holy Spirit, through the miraculous workings of a Father who loves him and who cares for him and knows your plans for him. Father, I just pray for an abundant blessing upon him, Lord, that you would encourage him, strengthen him, give him faith, Lord, miraculous faith, overwhelming faith, Lord, to continue on with you, Lord, and to face these problems, Lord, in the power and the grace of a merciful God who gives abundantly, exceedingly, Lord, beyond what we ask. But we ask for the resolution of all of these problems, Lord, Bless Philip, Lord. Give him all that he needs, Lord, and more, more than he needs, that he would be able to share with others, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Thank you for your prayer. God bless you, Philip. Okay, you too. Let's go to our next caller, Melody. Hi, Melody. How can we pray for you tonight? Hi. Hi. Um, 
I was hoping that I don't have a question, but I do have two prayer requests. Okay. I was hoping that you could also pray for my marriage. I'm still having a really hard time with my husband. Mm-hmm. Um, haven't been wanting to be around him at all for a really long time now. But he is a Christian, and he is serving God. But I just can't get over our past. Mm-hmm. But I have a lot of bitterness towards him, but I can't seem to let go. Mm-hmm. And um, I was hoping that you could pray for me to reunite my heart back to my husband, oh, who I do love. Oh, and you. my second prayer request was that um, I you could pray for my schedule for my job. So I have two young children with my husband, and, and I've been working like 12, 14-hour shifts. Mm-hmm. I just got off work, and I really want to be the mom to my parents, my children, and there with my family, but I need to work, so I'm hoping I can. Well, let's bring I've been this, praying for a better yeah. schedule. <laughs> let's just bring this before the Lord, Father. Lord, I, I, I'm listening to, to Melody as she shares her heart, Lord, and it sounds like her heart has been hardened, Lord, towards her husband. For whatever reason, whatever circumstance, whatever's happened in the past, Lord, there's that bitterness and that resentfulness, Lord, that comes from unforgiveness. And Lord, as you've forgiven us, Lord, from all of our sins and all our past and everything that we've done, Lord, Lord, you call us to forgive also. So I pray, Lord, that you would take Melody's heart, Lord. Take that hardened heart and soften it, Lord. Take the heart of stone and make it a heart of flesh, Lord, that she would be able to forgive her husband, that she would be able to cast off the resentfulness, that she would cast out bitterness, Lord, and that the grace and the mercy that that she has received from you, Lord, that she would also share that grace and mercy with her husband. And I pray for her husband, Lord, that he would be the man that you've called him to be, Lord, that he would love his wife as Christ loves the church, Lord, and that he would show her, Lord, the, the grace and the mercy, Lord, that you've given him, Lord, that this would be a marriage blessed by a heavenly God, a marriage blessed by the power of the Holy Spirit, a a marriage that's encouraged by your spirit and your love and your grace. Lord, I pray, Lord, that what what you put together, no one would set asunder, Lord, but that this marriage would flourish and that they would grow together in their knowledge of who you are and in their love for you and their love for each other, Lord. So I just pray for Melody and her husband, Lord, that they would be one, that they would be one together before you, one flesh, Lord, one marriage, one, 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 one divine appointed marriage that, 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 would be, that would just grow and that would be a deeper, more intimate relationship with you and with each other. Father, I pray for her schedule, Lord. Lord, she has to work, Lord, but she wants to be with her children. She wants to be with her family. So I pray that you would give her opportunities, Lord, to, to, to work but also be with her family, to be the mom that you've called her to be, Lord, to be with her children. So I just pray, Lord, for your abundant grace, your abundant mercy, your blessing upon upon Melody, her husband, her family, her job, and everything that, that we talk about tonight, Lord. I just pray, Lord, that you would do a mighty work in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank, thank you so much. God bless you, Melody. Okay, thank you. Good night. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. We want to get to our word. We want to get to the gospel of Mark, and we're in the second chapter. You know, Jesus had just finished in the first chapter. He had, he had cleansed the man of leprosy, and the word got out, and it says that he couldn't uh, uh, speak publicly anymore in the cities because the, the crowds were so big. And he went out to seclusion. He went out to the different to the rural areas, and it says in the the first verse of the second chapter, when he had come back to Capernaum several days afterward, it was heard. People heard that he was at home. And, you know, that struck me. That that really struck me. It says he was at home. Capernaum was a city in in the northern part of Israel. It was at the northern part of the, the, the Sea of Galilee. And Jesus was, you know, he was born in Bethlehem. He was raised in Nazareth. He was a, a, a Galilean. He was there in Nazareth. He was raised in Nazareth. But he made Capernaum, his home, 
during his ministry. And I just wondered why. Why, if he was born in Bethlehem, raised in Nazareth, would he make Capernaum his home during his ministry? And I was, uh, as, I, as I studied Scripture, I found in Isaiah 9, 1 and 2 that it was prophesied, prophesied that the Messiah would live in Capernaum. It says, look at this, but there will be no more gloom for her who was in anguish. In earlier times, he treated the land of Zebulun, or Zebulun and the land of Naphtali with contempt. But later on, he shall make it glorious by the way of the sea on the other side of the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. The people who walk in darkness will see a great light. Those who live in a dark land, the light will shine on them. Now, this is a, this is a prophecy about the Messiah who will come and live in the land of Zebulun, the land of Naphtali. So we see that this is the prophecy that when Jesus comes, this is where he would live. And the Gospel of Matthew confirms this. If you look in Matthew 4.13 to 14, it says, And leaving Nazareth, he came and settled in Capernaum, which is by the sea, in the region of Zebulun and Naphtali. This was to fulfill what was spoken through Isaiah the prophet. So we see that Jesus came to Capernaum because it was prophesied that he would, that the Messiah would come to Capernaum and live in Capernaum and make that his place, make that his home. So this is a fulfillment of prophecy. God said this would happen, and this was fulfilled by Jesus when he made Capernaum his home. You know, and it was also the home of Peter, the apostle. You know, uh, Capernaum was also a strategic place to spend time in the region of Galilee. You know, he would be able to minister. He would be able to cross over the, the, the Sea of Galilee. He would be able to go into Samaria and into Judea, all from Capernaum. So we see that, that there was reasons why he went to Capernaum. And, you know, we, we recently uh, they found the home of Peter in Capernaum, just as the Bible says, Peter lived in Capernaum. This was a, a commercial uh, 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 place. It, it was a fishing uh, 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 place where fishing was, 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 was well known. So we see that Peter lived there. It was strategic, and it fulfilled Scripture. In the second verse, it says, And many were gathered together so that there were no longer room, even near the door. And he was speaking the word to them. So Jesus started speaking the word. He was at home, most likely at Peter's house, and he was preaching and teaching. So it was getting out about Jesus and how he was healing the sick and driving out demons. People were coming in crowds. People were in the house, and there was no room anywhere in the house, not even to stand near the door. And it says in the third verse, and they came bringing to him a paralytic carried by four men. And they were unable to get in. It says, being, being unable to get to him because of the crowd, they removed the roof above him. And when they had dug an opening, they let down the pallet on which the paralytic was lying. So what impressed me here was what friends he had. What amazing friends. They were determined to get their friend to Jesus. You know, and I would, you know, I hope that we're friends like that. We have friends and that we are a friend like that, that we would be determined. You know, we're here praying for you on the radio, and we're determined to stand in the gap here at the radio to pray for you, to seek God's will for you, to seek God's desire for you. I hope that we can be a friend to you. I hope that you're a friend to others, that you have friends and that you are a friend like these four friends who were so determined to get their buddy before Jesus. They were determined. And Jesus, seeing their fate in the fifth verse, and Jesus, seeing their fate, said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven. You know, it was their fate, his fate. It was their determination. It was his determination. All that impressed Jesus. And he said, your sins are forgiven. But why did he say, your sins are forgiven? Why didn't he just heal the man? Why didn't he heal the man immediately? But he said, your sins are forgiven for a reason. Because he knew that there were some scribes and some Pharisees there. And they knew what it would do to, he knew what 
saying that would do. And it says in the sixth verse, but some of the scribes were sitting there and reasoning in their hearts. Why does this man speak that way? He is blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? See, Jesus knew this. Jesus knew that they were that they were going to be that if he forgave this man his sins, that they would read, that they would start you know grumbling in their hearts that he's blaspheming, that he's forgiving sins, that he's taking the place of God. They were upset that Jesus was taking the place of God and forgiving sins, but Jesus is God, and he has the power to forgive. He isn't doing something that he can't do. He's doing something that he's well able to do because he is God. And it says immediately in the eighth verse, immediately Jesus, aware in his spirit that they were reasoning that way within themselves, said to them, why are you reasoning about these things in your hearts? Which is easier to say to the paralytic? Your sins are forgiven? Or to say, get up and pick up your pallet and walk. See, Jesus is, is, is putting an argument before them. He knows the way they're thinking. He knows the way they're reasoning in their heart. They're, they're asking, how can this man forgive sins? Why is he saying this? He's blaspheming because only God can forgive sins. And Jesus is saying, what's easier, to say your sins are forgiven or get up and walk? And in the 10 verse it says, but so that you may know, and listen to this, but so that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins, he said to the paralytic, I say to you, get up, pick up your pallet, and go home. And he got up and immediately picked up the pallet and went out in the sight of everyone so that they were all amazed and were glorifying God, saying, we have never seen anything like this. So not only does Jesus say to the man that he is forgiven, he confirms his deity, he confirms his power to forgive, he confirms his authority by healing him. He's healing them in in, in plain sight of all these people, the scribes, the Pharisees, whoever's there. He tells them what's easier, to say that your sins are forgiven or to say to a paralytic, get up and walk. And Jesus heals the man and forgives his sins, and he shows his authority. He confirms his authority. He confirms that he is God incarnate by healing the man. Now, before we go go off the air, put yourself in that place. Put yourself as an eyewitness. Can you imagine what was going on in that house? Can you imagine what was going on in that city? Can you imagine what they were talking about and how the people were, were reacting? This was powerful. Not only was Jesus displaying amazing power in healing a man who was a paralytic, but he, he goes on even further, and he forgives his sins. He does something that only God is able to do. And he's saying, I am God. I am the Messiah. And he forgives his sins. Only God himself has such authority. And Jesus claims this authority in an irrefutable display of power. An irrefutable display of power. Jesus has the power to forgive. Jesus has the power to heal. So no matter what you've done in your life, no matter how far you've strayed from God, no matter how sick you might be, you can reach out to Jesus. You can reach out to him. Just as those men reached out to Jesus by digging a a hole in the roof of 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 a home and getting their friend before Jesus, I encourage you, come before Jesus. Receive forgiveness receive healing if you've never done that would you just join me for a second close your eyes and say jesus i believe you are god i believe you came to sacrifice yourself on the cross to forgive my sins forgive me of all i've sinned forgive me of everything i did and come and live in my heart i receive you as lord and savior forgive me fill me that I would be born again, that I would live for you from now on for the rest of my life, that I would have a a living relationship with you. I pray and I thank you. Amen. If you've just done that, then you've received Christ as your Lord and Savior. And I encourage you, start reading the Bible, start praying, start going to church and keep listening to this program. As you can hear in the background, the music's going, so we're out of time for tonight. But I hope you're encouraged. And I hope you'll come out and study with us some more on the Gospel of of Mark on Friday nights. And come back here next Saturday night. We'll be back 
praying for your prayer requests, answering some questions, and reading the Word of God. So, God bless you, and good night. Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.